What's going on out there, everybody? Hope everybody's staying empowered and staying motivated. Welcome to Adapt Radio, where all dialogue and perspective is true, and our goal is to help you one conversation at a time. It's your host, Solomon Hillfleet. Uh, I know it's been a minute, you guys. I hope everybody out there has been staying safe. Um, if you guys have, are not in the know, I've been um, co-hosting a podcast with one of my good friends, um, Eric, and it's called R Space with the letter R, R Space. And um, I've been doing that for the last month and a half or so. And I've been enjoying the opportunity to dialogue with others, man. And, you know, I'm, I'm big on collaboration. Um, but every now and then I have to go back to Adapt Radio and just say my thoughts on some things that may be a little bit more controversial and just get that, that time to myself. So I wanted to start today. I'm going to start uh, in reverse order. Normally I go with, you know, politics first and then I go into more fun topics. But this time I'm going to start with the the more fun topics and then go into the more serious topics. So I saw that the other day was the 15th anniversary of um, Little Brothers, the minstrel show. And yesterday was also the 24th anniversary of the greatest rapper ever's uh, death, Tupac Shakur. If you're not sure who the greatest rapper ever is, um, rest in peace to Tupac Amaro Shakur. Thank you for your life. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your legacy, man. There'll never be another like you. You've inspired so many people. And if it weren't for you, man, we wouldn't have, you know, what we have in rap today. So thank you for your legacy, man. I'm going to go bump some more pop tomorrow in honor of you. Um, but with that being said, you know, yesterday was also the 15th anniversary of Little Brothers uh, Minstrel Show. And I, I said that before. But for those who aren't in the know, man, Little Brothers, a group from North Carolina, um, Durham, they met at North Carolina Central early 2000s they dropped um their debut album the listening and they released it on okay player and really they went viral off of it man they were getting calls from pete rock they were getting calls from quest love and everybody else man and then from there everything started um i did not get up on them when the listening came out i found out about them when the minstrel show came out when loving it premiered i think i saw it on either mtv jams or bet i want to say mtv jams but when I found out about them, I became a fan. I went down the rabbit hole. I got my bootleg of them. And then I just, man, I became a big little brother fan. And, you know, my teacher, because I went to a Muslim school, y'all know that. My teacher who uh, taught Arabic, man, black dude, really cool, hip-hop head, he got me a copy of The Listening to listen to. And when I was able to listen to The Listening, man, I really became a, a super big fan of them, man. So I've been a big little brother fan, you know, since I heard the menstrual show. I was bumping them in college um, when they dropped The Get Back. The Get Back really was an important album for me my freshman year in college in 2007. I don't think a lot of people where I went to school that was up on it and probably still aren't up on it, but I was up on it, man, and it was a, a very big project. So, But all that to say, you know, The Minstrel Show, that is one of the best rap albums made. Um, it really talked about where rap was, and I know, you know, how things are hindsight being 2020. Some people probably looked at what they were saying as some elitism, but that really wasn't it. I think their goal really was to just say, you know, rap was focusing more on, you know, entertainment as opposed to the substance of lyrics. And there's a place for everything. That's not to say that we didn't need the movements that we had, like snap music, you know, it gets a bad rep, but it brought some fun. It brought some energy to the game. It gave people a chance to eat who probably wouldn't have been able to eat before. And it was important, man. And all things are, 
necessary in the time they're in. But you look at the the lack of success, arguably, that little brother had, and it's kind of like, dang, man, you know, it was it, you know, it was a combination of were they the right group in the wrong era, were they the right group in the wrong region, you know, it was a lot of things. But I say all that to say, man, the Minstrel Show is really a supreme rap album, man. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna toot his horn too hard and say, you know, it's the greatest at the die, but it's a great album, you know, from from the intro to, you know, you know, Beautiful Morning to, you know, We Got Next. It's a great album. Um, and the UBN skits, man, that's that was, you know, very creative. Those were one of the things that became one of their staples. I know the Beautiful Morning verse that Fonte had, man, I, I quote that without fail so many times. The good Lord, I prayed to him, and he said niggas is listening now, so I better have something to say to him. Like, y'all, that verse on Beautiful Morning, uh, the becoming, it all started back in 96 when times was hard, North Carolina Central, but we called it the yard because niggas wasn't trying to study abroad. They was trying to study abroad or two or three up in the dorms. Come on, man. It's a good album. Um, you know, Not Enough is also that we go out of city, we go out of state and people love us, but it's hard to get love in our home. And that, that was a real thing that they were referencing. So, you know, there was a lot of good points they made on there. They had, uh, of course... Elzai on there, and Elzai really did his thing on Hide in Place. They had some very funny skits, which I still play, the fifth and fashion skits. You know, so it was, it just was a mix of everything you wanted. Dope beats, dope rhymes. Like they said, this hip-hop thing is really simple. Dope beat, just dope rhymes. I think that's a shirt, too. But uh, for those who are not aware, man, Fonte is your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. I wrote an article about that. Drake dedicated his BMI award to him and Kanye and some other people. And so, you know, if you don't know who Fonte is, you should look him up. And I'm not trying to do Big Poo like that. Rapper Big Poo is also legendary, too. I'm not going to do Rapper Big Poo like that. It was dope to have them come together, dang, last year and drop their, you know, final album. Man, it was a, it was a good moment. And so I'm glad they're on the right page. And, you know, they were able to do a grown man album. You know, and I think, honestly, No Ninth Wonder, I actually think, did not hurt them. And that's not a diss to Ninth Wonder, because he's a legend in his own right, too. But this was a good album, and, you know, they didn't get caught up production-wise and trying to be who they were when they first came out almost 20 years ago. So, man, all that said, thank you for the Little Brother Minstrel Show album. Loving It is one of the top songs. Beautiful Morning, Hide in Place. Um, you know, uh, All For You, of course, because that's the record talking today. You know, his dad... We Got Next is the best one because I play, I play that song, you know, when I get discouraged a couple times, man, you know, second guessing yourself, trying to remain sharp, see niggas blowing up who ain't got your spark, and that alone is a burden to carry. Either you'll get strong or you'll get buried. I play that rapper Big Pooh verse all the time, you know, and I agree that everybody's a biter, but if you Z-Rox my style, then that's infringing on my copy, right? Thank you, Pooh. So... You know, rap, thank y'all, man, for that album. That's a classic album. Big ups to them, man. I've spoken very highly about my fandom for, you know, Fonte, man. He was the original, you know, everyday rapper who rapped about the plight of the everyday man, college degree, you know what I'm saying? But walked, talked about having a regular job, you know, not a big, well-known rap fan, but your favorite rappers know him. And, you know, he's still eating now, man. He just did the Sesame Street, you know, song for the Sesame Street uh, show. 
you know, all the stuff for Sherman Showcase. He's behind it. You know, he's doing a lot of things behind the scenes. He's still getting his money. And, you know, when you're able to still do things in your 40 and still get money, man, that's a, that's a good sign. So, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, besides that, I wanted to talk a little bit about something. I wrote about it. I talked about it with my boy in the R-Space podcast as well. So I'm going to just say it like this, yo. There's been a lot of talk about um, Killer Mike's meeting. Uh, Killer Mike met with Governor Kemp this past week. Um, and the first thing that came to my mind when I was driving this morning, man, I wrote about it. I talked about the black cabinet. And for those who are not in the know, man, during Franklin uh, Delano Roosevelt's uh, presidency, he had a group of black people who he conferred with and got advice from on the issues that were plaguing black America. And Mary McLeod Bethune was really the the main central figure of that. And with Mary McLeod Bethune, man, she she basically was able to leverage that position to become like the head of the, I want to say the National Youth Organization, which was a part of uh, the New Deal initiatives. You know, the New Deal had a whole bunch of initiatives that had, all had acronyms. Work Progress Administration, Civilian Conservation Corp, or CCC, uh, Tennessee Valley Authority, TVA. So they all had acronyms. She was over the NYA. But she was able to get black people in the high positions, Work Progress Administration. You get my drift. And it was a big thing. It was dope. But the other part of it was the military was still segregated. Black people still, as a whole, didn't collectively get a whole lot of rights. It was more, you know visibility in certain positions and you know you had the ear of Eleanor Roosevelt yeah that's cool but if it doesn't overall lead to an overall some gain how effective really is it so that made me think about you know what's going on with Killer right now I know he met and he was saying you know he met to discuss you know more technical training courses for blacks and increasing you know I think he was saying getting more contracts for minorities in the state I'm gonna just say this you know I definitely think his intentions are pure, and I definitely think he thinks, you know, that it's a good show of faith to meet and show that you're, you know, articulate, you're willing to listen, that you got something to talk about. But sometimes I think we maybe overestimate our opposition. You know, this is a man, no this, it's a man who basically has been very antagonistic towards, you know, um, Mayor Lance Bottoms, man. You know, this isn't really somebody I get the picture of that really respects the culture or cares about the culture and you know they do little condescending stuff talking about he's gonna go get a haircut come on fam save all that we don't need that we don't need you to get no haircut we don't need you to say you you think his raps are cool don't be condescending bro you know what it is that the people in your state want we want a fairly run election first and you know but i said that to say that ain't got nothing to do with, with mike i guess i just say you know Hopefully this wasn't another moment of him getting exploited and I'm not judging him for getting exploited because it takes nuts to put yourself out there and risk that. You know what I'm saying? We really forget, you know, Malcolm X saying he would work with the Klan if necessary. We really forget Marcus Garvey meeting with the Klan because he was so on the separationist tip. He was like, yeah, yeah I feel that y'all do y'all and we do us. Matter of fact, y'all can y'all help fund us to fund this black starship to go back. So. We forget our favorite leaders, man. We met we met with people we didn't uh, always get along with, the people that we would consider the ops. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you have to. And like I was saying earlier, dog, like, there are presidents who we hate, who we say set us back, who did more for us than presidents we love. 
hate to say it, man, Ronald Reagan definitely did sign the King bill, making it a national holiday. And he did, you know, use the federal government's money to save Meharry College and Meharry College. You know what I'm saying? That's a staple in the black community. Hey, man, you can say what you want about what he did. I'm not excusing what he did under Reaganomics. I'm not excusing him introducing crack into our community. I'm just saying he did some stuff Jimmy Carter couldn't do. And Jimmy Carter's a nice man. You know what I'm saying? So. I say all that just to say openly, man, you know, if 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 that position can be leveraged into something, then I won't have no issue with it. Because a lot of Republicans are doing the things we've looked to Democrats to do and haven't done. And, uh, and you might say like what? Like reducing the criminal, like reducing the imprisonment rates in southern states, signing criminal reform bills, things like that. So I'm just keeping it funky. But I say all that to say, man, I hope, you know, killers intentions. I think his intentions were pure. I hope it doesn't blow up in his face. I'm not going to be quick to throw out no brother because I don't know the situation. And for me, if Yvette Carnell, you know, the leader of the ADOS movement, who's fairly critical of a lot of black people, and for good reason, if she feels like you're a pretty solid, straight-up guy, that's that's pretty good, you know what I'm saying, in my book. Um, so I really ain't got no issue with that. Um Aside from that, the thing that we've all been talking about this week, man, everybody's been talking about uh, Kamala and Biden, apparently their proposal for student loan forgiveness and how they basically said, you know, they would forgive. I want to say, and I hope I'm not misquoting it. They said that they would forgive the debt of up to for people who make up under one hundred and twenty five grand. I'm not going to lie to y'all, bro. Um, while I don't think that they're going to win, I definitely think that that's a great proposal. And me thinking they're not going to win has nothing to do with me not planning to vote and, in, 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 you know, what's perceived as my interest. Nor does it have to me do with me being pessimistic. You know, I say what Yvette Carnell said. When you look at who wins the elections, it's always decided by who's winning or polling the highest in regards to economy. And when you're looking at who's polling the highest in regards to economy, man, that's that's, you know what I'm saying? Forty five. And. To piggyback off what someone else said today, he's literally expressed numerous times he wants to do a third term. You think he's going to walk away on the cusp of a second one? He's already, you know, set this thing up to where he's going to argue voter fraud and fight to do all these things to, to keep things in place. And he's doing whatever he can at this point. He's flailing for attention to prove that he still needs to be in there, man. He's a... Uh, Rushing to try to get that vaccine ready, and I, and everybody can kind of tell you that's not really the dopest idea. That's a dumb idea, but it's par for the course. Um. Also, I haven't been here to say it. Yo, rest in peace, Chadwick. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman, man. Rest in peace. You know, for you to be hiding all that you were hiding and to still give us that light, that's, that's an understatement. And I was one of those people that was rocking with you. You know what I'm saying? And I was, you know, I think we just have to be careful about judging people without knowing what people are going through, man. And we so quick to get jokes off on people that we just don't even think about that. Yo, man, it's cool to get jokes off, but you never know what people are going through and all these memes and stuff. And then y'all make these posts to get attention and traffic on your page when people die. It's, we're just in a sick world, man. You talk about somebody, the receipts on your social media, and then in the same vein, right after that, you talk about how much you love them. Yo, <laughs> y'all are wild, man. Um, that aside, though, in popular popular shows, hey, y'all, P-Valley is a hell of a show. 
I cannot even flex to y'all. Katori Hall, she's a hell of a writer. You know, we got to give props, man. A lot of um, a lot of black women in this generation, man, they're writing some hell of a stories, man. Katori Hall, Courtney Kemp, Shonda Rhimes, Issa Rae, Lena Waith, man, uh, Marseille. You know, it's a lot of dope, you know, women out there doing their things with their pen. You know, I hope Issa gets a couple Emmys. I think this will be a very big moment. I'm, I don't know if I plan to watch it this this month, but I just really want to see her win some Emmys. And in, in the words of Wale, I'm, I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Um, so I really hope she wins something. But to go back to what I was saying, man, Issa, I mean, to go back to what I was saying, P-Valley, man, it's a good show. Well written. I feel like it could have took place in Fort Valley. You know what I'm saying? And considering all the jokes we got when everything happened with us, that may not be the most timely joke. But, you know, that story, I'll just say, is very relatable, I'm sure, to a lot of people. It's very well written. It's a lot of dynamics is introducing that, you know, they're going to, you know, bring up some think pieces. Um, speaking of think pieces and shows, y'all, please spare me the girlfriend reads. Please spare me the Moesha think pieces. Spare me the game. Think pieces. Let's just enjoy it, man. Um, with that being said, I'm watching Sister Sister. I am probably not gonna get to Girlfriends for a minute, and I'm probably not gonna finish Moesha for a minute. Moesha, I might could get to first, but Girlfriends is gonna trigger me. I don't care what y'all say. That that show was 20 years ago, and it's still accurate in a lot of ways. Some of the conversations you'll hear Joan and her homegirls have as a dude, you sitting here like. This makes absolutely no logical sense what y'all are saying right now. This is how you think? And girls are like, yes, it's just my whole life. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, this ain't going to do. <laughs> I don't I don't need to watch this because I'm, I'm going to get triggered. I'm going to feel away, and I'm going to probably end up saying something in one of my posts, and somebody's going to tell me that I have a tone of misogyny, and, and I hate women just because I disagree with how someone made a comment or how they view the world, so... I'd rather not be in that space again. I'm okay with that space too, though. But I'd rather not be in that space again. Um, while I was gone also. Hey, the Monica and Brandy versus. Yo, man, that was everything. That's the best verses I've seen. And I, I really don't care how that sounds. That is the best verses I've seen. That's the only one I've been excited about. Um, so I, I hopefully they can, they can carry on that momentum. Gladys and Patty, I think that's a definite step in the right direction. That's how you bring in new fans. So I think that's a dope moment. Um, what else? Musically, Conway's new album. My God. Thank you, Conway. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Conway. Y'all, no disrespect. I've said it on my social media. I love the story of Big Sean. I love everything he's had to fight through. I like him as an MC. This album wasn't it for me. It just wasn't, and I'm going to leave it at that, but I'm glad that he got the number one, and I'm happy for him, and if he drops a 2088 album, I'm going to check for it, and I'm going to just leave it at that. I think that's pretty fair, um, but Conway's album did some really good things for me, and man, I appreciate him, Nas, King Soul, that album, I mean, King's Disease, I don't know where I got King Soul at, but King's Disease, man, that did some great things for me, you know, I think... I saw an older guy talking about how, you know, he could never, he could listen to the album. He could never have to listen to the album again and he'd be fine. Look, bro, if you're willing to live your whole life stuck in one era of your life, that's fine. That's fine. Just I just don't want to hear it. I'm going to just have to start muting you because that just makes absolutely no sense. Um, but with that being said, I enjoyed 
uh, Conway's album. Um, I really like Currency's Outrunner's album with Harry Fraud. Very good production. Currency's consistent. Uh, I like the Run the Jewels album. That, that was a very good album as well. It's been a lot of uh, R&B I've been listening to lately. I'm going to be f- really frank with y'all. It's a lot of females in R&B right now that they just, they giving me the energy right now. You know, but Victoria Monet, I like her music. Um, I just found out about this other j- this chick, Adeline, I think is her name. She's really dope. I like her stuff. You already know how I feel about Mahalia and a lot of other the UK MCs. Uh, not MCs, but vocalists. So I like their stuff. Um, Ari's new song with Anthony Ramos, I like that. That's pretty hard, too. Um, so it's, it's it's some decent music out right now during quarantine. Um, you know, everybody's... The big thing, I'm just encouraging everybody. This is not going to be forever, you know. So just keep grinding until you know, until the clock rings, because we don't know when this will subside, and when it does subside, even if you were just focused on keeping your mental health, there was one incremental step you could have made that could have furthered your life, and I'm not saying you have to have 10 steps figured out, but at least make one step in that direction, so that you can at least say you were, you were growing, so, um, but yeah, those are the, the big things I'm listening to musically, uh, there has been a lot of discovery this past month because i've been writing some articles i did one of my my articles i'm most proud of i I talked about the 25th anniversary of goody mob which will be coming up i think in november and all the things i learned from there and i just learned a lot about you know atlanta that i didn't even think about you know when you learn about you know and you 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 can read my article and you'll find some of the things out there because it's very exhaustive but when you learn about some of the housing authority initiatives that were put in place to tear down the projects and you know build things up for the olympics it just makes you it makes you really realize that you know on one hand gentrification brings opportunity but on the other hand it completely it does it does an extreme form of eradicating of eradication and fixing in quotes something that could have been fixed earlier with less pain you know people would rather tear things down and give people vouchers then really say, hey, you know what? Maybe there's something wrong with how we built this the first place. Maybe we built this with the mentality that we knew this was going to decline. We knew if we put all these people in this type of environment, there was no other chance, but they were going to have to eat on their own. You know what I'm saying? So, But I say that to say, I've been doing a lot of articles about Atlanta, man, and you just, you learn a lot of interesting things out about the city. Uh, shout out to one of my friends from school who told me about Arnell Starr. I did not know about Arnell Starr and American Music Makers. If you're not sure who he is, just do a little Google search of him. You know, he's an Atlanta legend, and I did not know about him. So, you know, I say that just to say every day is an opportunity to learn something new about someone you didn't know about. Go out there and learn something, y'all. Learn something about somebody new you didn't know about. Uh, sports-wise, I'm happy that the NBA took that stance. I'm not mad at them for going back and resuming play unless I was going to quit my job and join them in solidarity. And until we all collectively decide what we're going to give, then we can't question how another person chooses to give because we don't know what their money is supposed to be used for. We don't know how many people they may be propping up and holding up. So I understand. Um, with the NFL, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I really am not really gassed at all about watching it at all. I'm not. I'm starting to feel like I may be over the NFL. 
you know, um, I was happy that Cam won yesterday and I was happy that Brady lost. I will say that. And to my people that's listening, if you've got this far, you already know how I feel about uh, the Patriots. I don't per se uh, like their organization. I don't hate Tom Brady. You know, he's a great player. You know, his, you know, some of his other views are problematic. But I say all that to say I'm rooted for Cam. In the words of Wale, I'm rooting for everybody that's black. And so I say that just to say to everybody out there, please maintain. Keep doing what you've been doing. As always, I look forward to your comments and your thoughts. Much love. Thank you guys for listening in again. Peace.